Give me the green light. Give me just one night. I'm ready to go right now. I'm ready to go right now. I'm ready to go. Welcome, everybody, to episode 130 of the Greenlight Podcast, POC E-Phrase. And on this episode, we are joined by Ryan Hammer of FanDuel. Uh, long time, long time, actually. Not even a first time. This is probably his third or fourth visit on the pod. Uh, he breaks the record, probably, for most uh most. might break the record. He also, you know, we got a lot of allegiances. I think, you know, Maryland, Virginia, Duke all hates Carolina, but Duke hates Maryland. Maryland hates Duke. Virginia, you know, oh, I, their, their I hate Virginia. Maryland. No, I hate Maryland. Oh, not you, right? I mean, I, but I'm going to need Maryland to do some. We're going to get into it. I need Maryland to take yeah. care of business because all I want is a Virginia, Maryland. Like we haven't seen it in a while since the AC Big Ten Challenge, but if Maryland can take care of business, I have a completely different outlook on this bracket. But we'll yeah. get into that. Willard Willard did say he wants to bring back the AC opponents, probably Duke first, I think. And now that Shire and not Coach K, I think it's going to happen in the next like three or four years. Another another conversation that he's going to start scheduling them. Uh, yeah, at a conference. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. I know Shevsky had a. You know he, what? I'll actually go do it. You know, the dude, Ian gives me shit for it, but, you know, the dude's still got an office at Duke. Like, he's still going to tell Shire, no, they're not coming yeah. here. I'm not going there. Maybe until we'll that see. leaves campus. But we'll see. That would be unbelievable. It would be yeah. good for college basketball. It would. Exactly. I saw somebody tweet, too. We might as well just stick on this. Do you think the, call it 90, you could even do just 2001, but maybe 99 to 02, like a 30 for 30 on Duke, Maryland, warrants that type of documentary it'd be cool like especially for us like obviously we i would like, love it hell yeah i feel like majority population wouldn't because like there's other moments in college basketball i think is that would pri- get prioritized that's why i say that you know what i mean and the sport is already like a sub tier of other sports so fair fair i'll be, uh, I'll be all right man we have a ton to talk about um before we jump in, I want to start. Let's start with the South. Uh, any initial reactions to seedings, last four in, first four out? I didn't think there was any glaring mistakes other than maybe Rutgers. Um, but I know that you're a Nevada guy. Nevada deserves to be in 100%. Um, every single match, I think what helped them was Utah State streak at the end of the season San Diego State just completely dominating and winning out. So, like, those games that they play get in- incrementally more valuable throughout the year. Utah State especially because, like, they were out three weeks ago, and now they were pushing a nine seed probably. I didn't see the full seed line. Um, but Nevada deserved to be in from the start. They lost to San Jose State. That sucked. But Rutgers losing and other teams losing, like, helped them out. And Rutgers has a really shitty resume. Like, I'm a New Jersey fan guy. I like Rutgers. I like all the fans with that. I, see, I know a lot of them. And I know a lot of like the people that are involved with the, the the team, the program, like they have a shitty resume. Like it, it kind of is what it is. And the injury thing that they used to keep them out was like, I don't know, kind of BS, but it's true. So, yeah. Other than that, though, I thought this was one of the more simpler years. Like 
I, there wasn't usually there's usually one where like Seth Davis is up in arms or someone's yelling on CBS. Yeah. Like, there really I was. I was very heated about Texas A&M seeding because. Well, yeah. OK. Um, I never say the conference uh, in conference record is important. But when you finish number two in the SEC and you have a good out of conference schedule and strength, yep. strength of record and record, they were like 26 and 8 20, or something close to that. Number two in the SEC, they went to the final. They didn't almost win it, but they were close to winning the SEC finals. I like. I was I thought they were getting a five, and then I was like, if they get a six, I'll understand it. And then they got pushed to a seven, and that screws over them, Penn State, and Texas. Like it's not oh, just gosh. them who gets screwed. It's not fair to all of them. And now we got a loaded subregion. Like it's crazy. Well, now the narrative. So this is what happens to me. So on Sunday, I do I fill out a bracket in ten minutes. As soon as it comes mm-hmm. out, I fill it out, and then I close my computer. Then Monday, today, as we're recording this, I open it back up and I go region by region. I'm like, all right, that, this was too much of a gut eye test decision. Maybe you adjust. But I put originally on Sunday, Texas in the Elite Eight. And now I have swapped and put Texas A&M in the Elite Eight. And then I have the narrative in my head that they're not a seven. And I'm like, yeah, they aren't a seven. That's my problem is that like, I love, if I had a ch- chance to take Texas A&M and Penn State into the Elite Eight in different regions or even oh, yeah. the Final Four, I would have considered yes. it, but like that's what I, I was thinking too. Like, oh, AM's not a seven seed. They're gonna, they're gonna, Penn State's really good with like, that. They're gonna pull out. But then I'm like, but Penn State's playing so well. And if they were an 11 and AM was a six, I'd probably take Penn State. So, like, yeah. Yeah. So no, you're I, on Penn State. All right. Let's get into it. Let's get into the South. <laughs> a million other questions for you. Uh, can we just skip all the ones? We're not picking a 16 this year, right? I will say one thing. Can I say one thing? One thing. Oh my God. Here we go. Let's go. You, are you mean you're saying just the South region or across the border right now? Uh we I mean we'll stick in the South. I was Okay, all right. Keep going. Bama. Go ahead. No, you we're good. Alabama's right. not losing. All right, so we're picking Bama. Let's get to your boys. Cause I think Maryland, not I think, Maryland has the best player in the matchup. But Maryland's uh road record is pretty not good. It's not good. And I know that this isn't on the road, but I'm just saying they're not home. So no, it's, it's away from home, yeah. Yeah, what do you think? I think this is probably the most even matchup in the entire bracket, in my opinion. Um, eight and eight, nine, so it should be, right? But like even like some of the five twelves feel like that. But this is like 50-50 deadlock. I think this is a game that West Virginia likes because it's gonna be a dog fight, man. Like it's gonna be a straight dog fight. I also think we thrive in that also at times, which is a good thing for us. Um, I do think that we're disciplined enough now than we have been years before, and we have talent enough to get to get past this game. Um, I think I'm also just saying that because we have a better chance to beat Bama than West Virginia does, but we won't have it anyway. So, yeah. All right, so you got Bama to the Sweet 16. Got it. Ian, what do you got? I was just going to say, I love the thing. I love the almost the reset button for Maryland, too. You're you're getting past the turgeon, like now you the narrative of, oh, can't get to the Sweet 16 or can't get to the Final Four. It's, it's a fresh start. I like Kevin Willard, like what, what Maryland has done this year to kind of get that new coach bump get the hopes of Maryland. Like, I don't think this is a team that's going to make a sweet 16 run or a final four run by any means, but I like that kind of like fresh new Maryland in the tournament. And the crazy thing about it is they're, I think they're the 10th most experienced team in division one. They don't turn the ball over, um, which obviously Huggins and W they're going to try and pressure. And so it is a really even match. It was a hard one to pick. Um, But I like Maryland coming out as well. I, I think it would be really, really tough for them to beat Alabama. Uh, especially the fact that game being in Birmingham, um, but I do have I do have Maryland getting past three for Bama, three for Maryland. I got San Diego State. Are we taking Charleston? This I want to hear Ryan's thoughts on this because this, I feel like Charleston's Charleston and Furman. I think these next two have been probably two of the more popular 
yep. upset picks yeah. online. So I'm very curious. This to one, hear your- this subregion reminds me. I said on Twitter of the Houston, Chattanooga, Illinois, UAB, or whatever the switch swap of the mid majors. But the subregion was last year, and I look at them like, damn, any of those four teams coming out of there, pretty simple. The San Diego State Charleston game is like one of those. I saw it got pulled. I was like, damn, they really don't do us like that. Like those are two teams that don't deserve that to play each other like that. It's it's kind of cruel. Everyone's gonna take Charleston. I get it. I understand why. Charleston is gonna. I saw I saw Charleston play only one time live, and they played Mammoth, but it was actually a hard fought game. Mammoth played them physical with some athleticism down low, and they struggled in the first half. Mammoth was winning at halftime. I know from their whole entire resume this year, uh, Charleston struggles against athleticism and like brute force inside and stuff like that. Um, they have one good big they go to, Ante Bercevich, and that's about it. And I think San Diego State's physical and athletic enough to yeah. give them problems and not let them just shoot, 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 shoot. So I'm, I'm going with the Aztecs. Three for three, Ian? Yeah, I. this is – I'm going to lead the charge. You might be – I have to clip this. I'm going to go out – and I don't want to be a hater, but I might <laughs> be like the biggest Charleston hater because – I, I feel like I missed when Charleston became a good three-point shooting team. Like If you look at the metrics, they're, they're ninth in the country in three-point attempts to field them, so they shoot a ton of them. Yeah. But they shoot 33.3% from three, which is good for 210th in the country. And so and what does San Diego State do best? They they defend the three. It's, they have 29.2% three-point defense, good for seventh in the country. They rebound well. They don't give up a ton of offensive rebounds either. And then the other piece of this, which is kind of surprising, I mean, credit to Charleston. You win 30 games in a season, I'm going to have to give you kudos. It's even more impressive. They did it. They have the 301st in experience in the entire country, oh. San Diego State 21st. And so it's yeah. one of those things. You, they are a tough <laughs> – San Diego State's tough. They're physical. And I really don't think that – like I. I don't get the – I get the hype because they've won Everyone's going to pick them just because they – exactly. They but win I don't – I just don't think it lines up. And I could be completely wrong based on the style they play. Like they put up a ton of threes. Maybe they do get hot, but I just yeah. can't trust a team that shoots that many threes at such a poor clip against an elite defensive team. Everyone's going to pick Charleston because they're whatever they are, 28 and four, three, 30 and three. I don't know what I think is 30 and three. They're going to pick them blindly. And I tell people all the time, I'm, I'm going to post on a, make a video now tomorrow. The worst thing, the worst way to pick upsets is by saying, oh, yeah, I love that 12 or 13. I don't care who they're playing, even if it's a tough matchup. Like, yeah, I love example. Furman's a good example. Like, we'll talk, I guess we talk, we'll talk about it. But, like, I love Furman, but, like, that's not a great matchup for them. So, people are like, oh, yeah, Yeah. Furman's good. I'm like, it doesn't mean anything. Like, it doesn't mean anything. Same with Oral Roberts. So, yeah, we're going to get to Oral Roberts, too. I, uh, Ian, you confirmed my pick with San Diego when you talked about just the experience stat. 21st San Diego State or something? That's crazy. Yeah. So, like, that to me, I had, yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about it. I have them going to the Sweet 16 and losing to Bama. But let's get into your boys. Wahoo, no. Virginia <laughs> versus Furman. I want to get, yeah, I want to hear, like, I, I Ryan already alluded to exactly what I think my take is on it. I want to hear it expanded some more because I do think Furman's a very good team. I don't think it's the greatest matchup for Furman. Um, but I, I'm, I'm definitely – I, I am not 100% saying, hey, this is a lock for Virginia. I do think it's a it's a tough matchup, but I, I, I'm curious to hear what you guys think. I don't know what the spread is, but whatever it is, I'll take Furman's spread because I imagine it's like nine and a half, ten. It's going to be a, a close fall game. Virginia, you guys know, like, UVA doesn't score a ton of points. I just think that, like, between Kie and Reese, like, they're, they're going to be able to lock down Bothwell or limit him, at least not lock him down, but they're going to be able to lock him, limit him a little bit. Slauson probably is going to have his way. It's just a matter of if Slauson is hitting because, like, 
He'll yeah. have he'll, he'll have a game where he only has like 14, but he has like 12 boards, three steals, three blocks. Like he does everything. Um, but I think he needs to score more in this game. They're gonna win. I just don't know how Furman's gonna defend everybody. Like I'm thinking about Gardner and every, and the yeah. backcourt. Like I don't know how Furman's gonna defend them enough to like because Virginia can. The offense is much better than people think. I said they don't score a lot. That's because the pace, but like their offense is not terrible by any means. So I think people underestimate that. I'll probably end up going Virginia here, but I don't know. It's tough. This this well, may seem like super I'm I'm picking Furman just out of spite for Ian. This is not a <laughs> this is not a head pick or a brain. This is just because I want Furman to win. Um and because I have San Diego State winning. So like I know right. this seems like really simple, but if you're listening yeah. to this, like that's when you pick an upset. If you have the neck, if you're not gonna pick Virginia to go. Then yeah, pick Virginia to lose and it's fine. Now you may get burned, but that's the whole point of this. Like this is the time to pick an upset if you don't have that next team, you know, going. So I got Furman and then I have San Diego State going. Surprisingly, uh, the, the line is five and a half for that Virginia game. Like, ooh. and I think and Ken Palm five. has it at five. That's close. That's which, close. Which, no, and that's like if anything, Shit. if you're to like anything that scares me of all everything is out there, it's that. It's that Vegas is putting it that close. The two the things that I the only things that I that I feel really good about Virginia in this matchup is you look at the last two times Virginia's really struggled. It was against Duke on Saturday night, and it was against UNC uh, a few weeks ago, where they got beat up around the paint, like in the paint and around the rim, like when they've had to face like physical big teams. And with with Baycott and with even even Pete Nance played relatively well yeah. defensively in the post. It causes Kihei and Reese when they get around the rim to second guess and to try and dump it off. Furman's not that great. And if you look, they're two point, they're 229th and two point percentage defense. Yeah. So the one thing where they like, I think Gardner is going to be able to get his. I wish BVP <laughs> could play as well. It's a it is a brutal right. loss. They're going to be able to score in the paint. I think they'll have that. And Virginia will have be able to have because they're not that big Virginia can have lineup flexibility like they can put Ryan Dunn on Slauson they can put Gardner on Slauson they don't have to play a Gardner or Caffaro like they did pretty much every minute against against Duke um in, in a way and so I, I think you will get Furman they're number one in two-point shooting offense Virginia the pack line like they're going to take away the two like if you're going to beat Virginia you're going to have to hit threes Furman definitely can and I think yes. that speaks to the line um, and then look at two Virginia's fourth in experience in the country. Furman's 124th. That's it's it, a very similar reasons why I pick San Diego state over Charleston is Virginia and, and obviously my own bias, but, yeah. um, but yeah, it, it'll be, uh, it'll be two really interesting games down there in, in Orlando for sure. That's right. Orlando too. I forgot. San Diego state to go to Orlando. Jesus. And yeah. Charleston's right there. Oh my God. The afternoon. The one thing that is odd, I saw a tweet about this. I don't remember what it was talking about. I guess the NCAA will only pay for charters up to a certain amount. It was like 300 miles or something like that. Don't put them there then. And Charleston is like the Charleston's just on the break. So Charleston's paying for a charter themselves to at least on the way down there and then busing back. That's and hilarious. That's, That's so, so funny. Charleston is going to charter there. They're going to bus back as of now. Um, but I did see I thought that was interesting in terms of where, yeah. You said that game was at 2 o'clock? I believe that one's a – I know Furman, Virginia is the second game of the day on Thursday. Um, so Charleston, San Diego State is at 310. 310, okay. Because, like, I have a theory on, like, that you, you guys know – I know we talk about the travel stuff. But, like, yeah. also – if you're a West Coast team like San Diego, 
it's so that's like you're playing at noon, not three. Yeah. Like you might not be ready for that. And like teams that are going like Asheville's going to UCLA is they're playing at, I think it's like 11 o'clock at night. So they're playing yeah. past midnight. Like they're, it's crazy. They are, no, they definitely are. It, it'll be interesting because that's, and it's a Thursday game too. So like, I don't know if you're true. If you're San Diego state, are you flying to, today, tomorrow? Like, are you getting adjusted question, yeah. to East coast? Are you staying on the East coast? Are you trying to stay on West coast time? Because if you're trying to stay on West coast time, yeah, it's, you're, it's, it doesn't really give um, enough of a gap there to, to really adjust. So that, that will be uh, it'll certainly be interesting. Okay. Before we go to Creighton NC state, I have three quick rapid fire questions for both of you. And um, Ryan, you start. Would you rather have a top 10 three-point shooting team or top 10 three-point defensive defense, team? Defense, defense. Okay. Ian? Defense. Defense. Would you rather, as a coach or a player, play early on Thursday, Friday, or late Thursday, Friday? Noon uh, or nine? Early. Yeah, early. Well, unless I'm, like I said, unless I'm traveling, like, six-hour flight, but early for the most part, yeah. If I'm a favorite – I, I'm, I want to play early. I don't want it like I, if, as a coach, I don't want my guys seeing other teams getting picked off and starting mm. getting thoughts in their head late. That's, Fair. that's my paranoid brain. Same question, but as a fan, like I, like you want early or late? I want late. I hate taking, I always stay away from like Cinderella's and national title teams that play like first two or three games on Thursday. Cause I'm like, great. My whole entire month is over. So <laughs> when they lose, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel part of me is a little parent that Virginia's got like the second as a fan, like Virginia's the second game and like a lot, everyone's going to be tuned in on that in, in a way because it's kicking everything off. But at the same time, like Virginia lost to UMBC in prime time and, and that was not fun at all. So um, it doesn't really matter. It's, like, I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah. I, I think I, I would probably lean towards the afternoon, but, but yeah, once okay. we get out of this first weekend, it's all evenings anyway. So. Um, all right, I'm gonna skip what I think is the hardest game because I'm just picking Baylor, Missouri, Arizona. Any arguments? <laughs> I love Utah State. Okay, I love Utah State. That's the only thing that I, I Creighton like. I, I'm so into. That. I can see Creighton going to the Elite Eight. I can also see I Creighton know. losing. I can also see him losing to NC State. Yeah. The one I, reason I love Utah State though, a it's Ryan Odom who broke my when he was the head coach at UMBC. Now at Utah State. They have the 13th best offense in the country. Their effective field goal percentage is 12th in the country, Utah State. Missouri's defense is 274th. Missouri, like, I know, Ryan, I think you're, I saw you, you're going to lean. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. They rely, like, and the, it's really, to me, it's going to turn down, or it's going to turn out to be, can Utah State take care of the ball or not? Because mm -hmm. Missouri doesn't have a great defense, but they pressure the hell out of everybody and they cause turnovers. That's like, they create empty possessions. If they can create empty possessions, then yeah, Missouri's gonna. I, I think definitely they could even give Arizona trouble as well. Um, but Utah yeah. State, they're big. They like you. They're bigger than Missouri, um, and they shoot it really well. It's just gonna be. I think it's gonna come down to who can take care of the ball or not. Yeah, I think those shots falling is obviously like it was like Missouri's fifteen and zero, and they shoot thirty five percent from three or better, which is good as a team, but not great by any means. Like shooting 35% should be a standard for most teams in the tournament, you'd say, is it from three? Um, they both shoot – they both score like 80 points a game. The Mizzou-Utah State difference in turnover margin, and especially percentage in terms of efficiency, is crazy. Like Missouri's top right. Utah State is pretty far below average of the tournament field. And like 
I was trying to find indicators basically of like, oh, like where is where can I find a difference between the two teams? And that was one of them. Um, and I also think Missouri can beat Arizona. So that's why I went with Missouri. It is wild. That's a one point spread, a seven ten game. And Ooh, they, it's got Utah State minus one right now, is what I oh, see. Oh, minus well. I do, by the way, the gauchos also. You skipped over them. Oh. Can't can't forget about the gauchos. Baylor, UC Santa Barbara can't rebound. Baylor's not a big team either. They can't rebound very well. They're both pretty offensive. Both got a lot of guard play. Like I love Baylor, but they might lose day one. Your Honor, I don't have I, I do not have the stones to pick UC Santa Barbara. Neither do I. I've picked I. them before and I but they should have won two years ago. Don't even do this. They should have been really Creighton. That game was BS. They really should have. That Creighton game, they lost by one. I had them, I think, in the Sweet 16, I'm pretty sure. And maybe that's why I'm not. Um, but Pasternak, I mean, they've won. Like, they've been really – they had, like, a three-game losing streak. But then ever since then, they've just been absolutely hot. So, they they easily – I can see that. Um, I, I, I can see them giving a little bit of trouble to Baylor. All right. Is it the Wolfpack or Creighton? I mean, this game this is. This is the biggest one. I I want to get your all's takes on because I'm I've gone back and forth on this so much. So I pretty I pretty confidently go Jays. Um, okay. First of all, from Creighton all the way down to this Arizona Princeton game, there's going to be a million points in every game. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, like every all those games are offense, offense, offense. But Creighton, yeah. like Creighton's balance is awesome, and NC State doesn't go like super deep. They have two good guards. Like DJ Burns is solid inside, but like. I just look at every player NC State has, and they go, Creighton has a counterpart. Creighton has a counterpart. Creighton has a counterpart. And then they have Arthur Kaluma. Then they like, then they have Trey Alexander. Like, I yeah, I, I just – and Baylor Shire. I'm like, I, I think they have too much. Yeah. NC State is fun, though, Dan. They could really uh, – Yeah. Um, I lean – like, I've got Creighton in the Elite Eight in my bracket yeah. as of now. Same. Same. The only thing that scares me with Creighton is, like, they don't have much of a bench. They're 349th in bench minutes, but their five are absolutely studs like across the board. Like that, yeah. They are studs across the board. And and one of those two, I think we'll talk about with, like, travel. I don't like NC State going and playing in Denver. And, out. like, I can see – I just have a bad mm. taste in my mouth, too, from how NC State went out in the ACC tournament. I, and that's part of it. I don't – I think I they love their guards. I awesome. love their guards. And then I think ultimately too, my if if it's flipping a coin between one factor, I think I trust McDermott more than I trust Kevin Keats. Not not, but it's just I think yeah. that uh, that's that that's those are the factors that that have me weighing over it. But NC State could be very dangerous. Uh, Jay Wright thinks Princeton's going to give Arizona a run, but ultimately lose. We're not we're not picking this, are we? I love Jay Wright, so I'll pick it. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I got. That's you. what I say. That I say that about a bunch of random like 15 and 16. It's like that. Better watch out for the game because if it doesn't happen, it's not like I picked them to win. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Not, actually, I shouldn't have said that. Dan. <laughs> All right, so let's go. Let's go to the Midwest. Um, I think I saw you tweet that exact same thing about Northern Kentucky and Houston, but I got Houston. Everyone has Houston here. <laughs> I have. Really Houston. What I thought of. I wasn't joking though. To be fair, like Northern Kentucky is good. They're big. They're physical. They play a slow pace. Like. I, th- I really think it's going to be like 62 to like 55 Houston. Like, and, it's, yeah. and people are going to be like, oh, is Houston okay? I'm like, relax. They're fine. They're fine. It's, that's always how – it's the same as whenever Virginia is a one and everyone compares, oh, well, this one team won by 40 points. Virginia only won their matter, well, yeah. No yeah, UMBC matter. jokes here, but they won by like 16. Yeah. It doesn't – like it, it's – you look at the number of possessions, like it, it will be probably a pretty sloppy game. Houston-Kent State when they played was like in the 40s, I think. Right. Earlier in the 48, season, 44. Kent State should have won that game. Mm. And it's and but it, it yeah it yes Houston. Hopefully, I just hope that 
Marcus Sasser does not have to exert too much in this game and they can okay. keep resting. Yeah, is he going to be fine or like are we... play. he was dressed the other day for the final? He didn't play, yeah. obviously, but like he's not not he's not not going to play. All right. Um, okay, another uh, pure heart pick. Um, we are not fans of Fran McCaffrey on this podcast. I won't speak for Ian. I'm not a fan of Fran McCaffrey. No, I'm not. So I pick Auburn, and I also know that Fran's never been the Sweet 16. So I'm going never. I'm pretty positive on that. That's so. garbage because they were good last year. They lost first round. Garza was a two. They lost to Oregon. Damn. Yeah. That sucks. I'm pretty positive. So you guys are both Auburn? I got Auburn. Houston Auburn. I'm only on Auburn just because of the game being in Birmingham. It's literally a home game. Yeah. So I put a chart on Twitter like a couple hours ago. The difference between home and away from home win percentage to see who like relies on home games. Maryland, number one. Obviously, we suck away from home. Auburn, number two or three, I think it was. And Iowa right behind number four. But this is literally a home game. Like this is, and it's gonna be a home game against Houston too. Yeah, and they play right. a style. Auburn plays this exact style that is gonna give Houston problems. Like people are calling me crazy. I was on a live stream last night. I was like, I love. I did a first initial bracket. Loved Auburn in it. Took it anyway. I'm like, people are gonna be upset when Houston loses, but we'll see. But you're no. not. Well, we'll come back to it. Okay. I am gonna pick Auburn. it. I am gonna pick it. I'm telling you now. Okay. Um, Miami Drake. I feel like honestly, this is, I think Brian or Ian, you said this, like, why would you put these two teams? This is like another example of like, damn, like we kind of would like for both of these teams to win again. I would say Ian, you and I watch of all the power conference conferences for, this is an obvious statement, but we watch the ACC the most clearly. Um, And which is why I'm just going Miami. Like I, you know, I, I just look at Mm. like Isaiah Wong, uh, and to me, you need guards. Like, what is Drake going to do with Isaiah Wong? I think Miami gets it. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> what do you guys got? So I am – if you had asked me this, Going like, Drake! even a week ago, I I would have said, like, yeah, like, pencil in Miami for another at least Sweet 16. Like, I love Isaiah Wong. I love Coach L. They're great. A, losing Omir scares me. I don't know, like, what his status is, but – you look at Miami and some they're 318th in bench minutes as a team. Omir has played 71% of their team's minutes. And basically his backup has got Anthony Walker, who's played like 25%. So they already aren't very deep. They're guard oriented. Losing their one significant post player scares me. And then Tucker DeVries, the son of the head coach at, at Drake. He averaged like 19 a game. Absolute bucket. The yeah. last time they lost was They've lost one time since January 18th. It was at Bradley, who they just beat by 26 in the Missouri Valley Championship. Bradley's good, yeah. And it's a the last two things that is a it's a two and a half point spread to Miami right now. So it's a five twelve game that uh-huh. right now Vegas has at two and a half, and it's a prime time seven twenty five tip on TBS on Friday. So like I'm very Damn. very much expecting it to be a really really good game. Um, I want to pick Miami so bad, but I'm going with Drake on this one. If Amir is healthy, so they play Friday, so you might not even know till Friday. It's a Shit. Friday game, yeah. Friday until so Thursday, the earliest. Um, but we'll get indications, I think, because they know it's brackets and they, they understand the entertainment side of it. Um, I think if Amir is playing, they should handle business fine. Yep. And the reason I say that is because Miami plays such a fast pace. It's so much fun to watch. Mm-hmm. They don't really turn the ball over for as much as they probably should at the pace that they play, and that's why they're so good. Neither does Drake. They're super efficient. They're pretty like normal pace. They they'll both score a lot, but I don't think that the defense is gonna is gonna influence either way. Like maybe at the end of the game, you need to make a stop, whatever. 
But I think it's just going to come down to like who's going to keep getting buckets. And if Amir is playing, they have some kind of front court depth. Drake's not like huge by any means. I like Miami. I like Miami. I like Miami if they're fully healthy to keep like win, win, win. They can, they can, they can just win, win, win past everybody. They can go to the freaking final four. Um, again, I one of those teams. I fear they might lose round one more than round two. So. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Especially based on who we pick in this next game. So Indiana, Kent State. I think this is the this is the week everyone knows. Everyone in the country knows sincere carry. I know we know sincere carry, but I think this is the week. This dude, I, I got Kent State. I I think they're not. I don't, I'm not sure what they're gonna do with uh, Jackson Davis. Um, I think he'll probably finish with a double double. And does it matter? That's what I'm saying. Like he puts up 30, 10, and five every game, and they lose half of them. So I don't know if it matters. Yeah, I know. So that's why I'm like, listen, man, Kent's the Mac this year. Like it was, it was a little top heavy, but like it was solid again. Yeah, they've been battle tested. They're really good. They're experienced, and I think they have the second best player, which is like, all right, that's go get go get it. Yeah. That can explode for thirty at any night. Like, He's a baller. Yeah. He's good. He's clutch free throw shooting. He showed that in the final in the semifinal. Malik Jacobs is their number two. He's oh, yeah. like a big, big two guard wing. He's really a he's wing, a dog. He's Absolute big. Dog. He's definitely of a dog. Not like a shooter. He I don't know what he averages, but like realistically, if he goes out and puts up like twelve points, nine boards, six assists, five steals, and two blocks, like he, I love him so much. He is awesome. He's pretty. He was in the mix last year when they had that incident where they got yep. suspended. So he like was he rapping was, in the locker room, the guy. The locker, oh yeah. Um, but I I love him. He's a dog. I don't know why I brought that up, but him and Sincere Carry are awesome. No, they I are, think you, it's fair to bring it up because I think that it's a little bit a of lot of this juice. run. I think if you, I was happy. I don't like, I don't like Kent. I don't like Akron. I don't like Toledo. But I was happy. A worked for Jim Christian for two years and now back on staff at Kent, but B like, I feel like it was like last year. I think they thought they were getting there and it was going right. to be their moment to get in and that kind of, they got crushed by him being suspended the first half. And now it's kind of that redemption arc. And so I, I do think yeah. Malik Jacobs, they're playing with a chip on their shoulder. I think they believe they can play with anybody. Um, and, and the other speak of revenge games, Everyone's talking about Indiana Houston potential matchup and the Kel- Kelvin Sampson matchup. People don't realize Rob Cinderoff was part of that as well. Wow. He was part of that at Indiana when Kelvin Sampson got fired and all the texting fiasco and Rob Cinderoff was part of that as well. So Indiana's going to if they get past Kent State, they're going to have to deal with Kelvin, but I think that um that that, that Cindy's going to get it done in in round 1. Love Kent State. Shout out to the Mac. Um, and they they are 20th defensively, I think. And then Indiana, good. if you look at the one metric um in terms of Indiana offensively, where they struggle, they turn in terms of turnovers, they're not they don't have a crazy turnover percentage, but they're 225th in steal percentage. They get ripped. Kent State's gonna rip them. Like that's <laughs> that's my thought. Like that's as simple plain as it can be. What's our spread there? Four points. Uh 413 game that's a four point spread. It's like crazy. You perk your eyes. Can we just talk about really quick the fact of how the I don't even think like fall from grace or just how shifted we've NCAA has become. We fired, we the NCAA and Indiana fired Kelvin Sampson for texting too much. Will Wade has had four jobs and is on Chris Beard. Uh, yeah, I know. We haven't. Yeah, forget Chris Beard. Fuck. Will Wade is on the telephone. 
on camera saying, what's it going to take to get this kid? What what type of deal do we need to get? How much strong ass offer on camera? And he just got a <laughs> new job. Chris Beard, like Chris okay, Beard beat look. up his fiance and he's like, yeah, no, she the charges got dropped. I'm good. Yeah, OK. And now he's going to play against Texas for the foreseeable, foreseeable and, future. And we fired Kelvin Sampson. Are we kidding me? Like good for whatever. Houston. Good for yeah, Houston. whatever. So, okay, this is the one where I have no clue because I've literally heard people, everyone make a strong argument. I, I don't feel confident in Pitt at all. I don't feel confident in Mississippi State, and I don't feel confident in Iowa State. So what the hell are you guys doing here? I'm on the same wavelength as you. I don't. I think all of them lose round two to Xavier. So I don't really I know. That and I, I do think that because Pitt doesn't deserve to be in the tournament, they're definitely going to win the play-in, and yeah. they're probably going to win against Iowa State because that's a game – that game is going to be 50 total points and it's going to be awesome. That's what I have as well. I, it's, it's Jeff. Cable have get, I have Pitt winning I and I have Pitt beating and I have Pitt beating Iowa state, Jeff Capel coming home to, to North Carolina and Greensboro and getting it done. I do think they lose to Xavier. I just cannot get past the fact that Mississippi state is so bad offensively, but Not like good. specifically three point shooting, they are 363rd dead last in the entire country in three-point shooting really bad dead last see you now all right that's, i mean i wasn't confident but i'm glad that that was my original pick um all right hootie who kennesaw state finally gets in congrats uh still have xavier assume everyone's the same page there cool yes um i got texas a&m and i also have tech like i said i have texas a&m going to the sweet 16. I have Texas A&M going to the Elite Eight. I'm sorry. I like them a lot. They're they're so much fun. They're well coached. See, Penn State, I love them because, like, Micah's a really good coach. They put together such a good system. But Texas A&M is so well coached also a Buzz that I'm like, damn, like, that's not a team. Like, who are the other sevens? I'm just, like, looking at random teams. Missouri. Northwestern, they can't play Northwestern. Even if it was Boise State or Missouri, Michigan. right. Missouri, perfect. I think they would run them up. But I have A&M also, sadly. This okay. I this is I do I hate that this is the matchup. Right now it is a three point line. Uh, Texas A and M minus three. Mm-hmm. Um, I went Penn State just because a Jalen Pickett's one of the best players in the country. Yeah, he's a big guard. He's six four. Um, you look at Wade Taylor, six foot. Tyrese Rabbit, six two. I, I think was it uh Underwood that coined that coined the term for them of booty ball of like Jalen Pickett. Like they're gonna bring it down. They're they're gonna be good. I think Penn State, if you look at the numbers too, they're number one. They're the most experienced team in the country. Um, you love experience. You look, they're number one in the country. And then if you look at, in terms of just point distribution, the amount of points that Texas A&M gives up, 36.9% from three, which is 22nd in the country. If they're, they're, They'll give up a lot of looks from three. Oh, Penn State me. is ninth in the country in three-point shooting. So – They'll Penn State's going to take a lot of threes. Texas A&M will give up. They're three. Tex, tex, sorry, Texas A&M is 352nd in three-point field goal to three-point field goal attempt ratio defense. So they they will let you shoot a ton of threes. Um, and Penn State's going to do it. It's just can they take care of the ball, Damn. which they, they historically have. Um, what do you even do I, against I like Penn State? State? What do you even do against? I like I said to my brother the other day. Whoever they play, they're winning a game because. What no one can figure them out. Even Penn State couldn't figure. Uh, Penn State, Purdue could figure it out. You double pick it, then you leave four shooters open. Good luck. Then yeah. they're, they're going to score. And if you single pick it, like he's like he's going to booty ball you into the paint. He's going to work you like Luka Doncic. So 
They're uh, hot too, man. You look at the the only two losses they've had since Valentine's. They lost to Rutgers by three, and then they lost to Purdue yesterday by two in uh, in with a shot to win it at the end. And so, yeah, but who are their like, good wins though? It was Maryland and someone else. It's like pretty mid. They beat they, in the turn big Big Ten. They beat Indiana, Illinois. Um, Indiana they beat Maryland. too. Okay, fair. They beat Maryland. They beat Illinois again. But you're right. They have not beaten like the elite of the elite of the Big Ten. Um, they've not elite they've, been eaten, they've beaten right. Indiana a couple times. They've beaten Illinois a couple times. Um, they beat Iowa early on, but um, they also like they they had some. They lost to Nebraska, Wisconsin, um, Wisconsin twice. Like I I like uh, I, I like Penn State here, um, and it'll be really interesting to see. I don't. I think this is the end of the short Micah Shrewsbury era at Penn State. Because yeah, I think he's, he's either going to Georgetown or he's going to Notre Dame. Should've so get a Sweet 16 run out of Penn State while you can. Isn't that crazy that, like, State College, Pennsylvania, Penn State University has a goddamn city for just for them, and they can't have enough excitement and resources for some consistency to keep a good basketball coach and make a good program in the Big Ten? And he's going to Georgetown. Like, Georgetown. I don't get Tough it. Thing. I I was alive for the uh, so much fun of Georgetown. Not – I don't remember the early '90s stuff. Obviously, I like the 2000s, but like they were so good. I remember it. And I Roy still Hibbert, Jeff Green. Oh my yeah. gosh, mm-hmm. doesn't make sense to me. I know. Anyways, do you guys? It, I'm curious what you guys think. I going in with Texas. If you had told me before, I would have felt better if Texas had lost the Big yeah. 12 championship. Yeah. I almost think that they've peaked too much now, <laughs> and it kind of like scares me off. Texas is one of the teams I love. If you look at like the so qualifications good. we have. But it scares me that they just ran through Kansas a couple times and the Big Twelve tournament like they did. What are your guys like? How far do you guys think Texas can can get? It shouldn't scare you, to be fair. For Paul, go ahead, go ahead. No, man. I originally on Sunday bracket, I had them going to the Sweet Sixteen, almost the Elite Eight. Then I switched everything to Texas A and M. But the more I learn and really dig into Colgate, the more I think yes. they might be in trouble there, man. Like, Colgate's got five dudes that are in double figures. They shoot the ball incredibly well. I think they're like 50. Num- they're number, number one, one in the country. 41 from three, three, yeah. From three, they're like yeah. oh, damn near 60% from field goal percentage. It's like, and that, and, you know, yeah. and then you're saying, okay, maybe they peak. Like, you know, they ran out. Of, I don't know, man. There's all sorts of narratives. You can go either way. Like, they lost their coach midway, and they're a two seed. Like, they, they're battle-tested. But then you're also like, yo, they don't really have a coach. I'm not that. That sounds bad. No, he – you yeah, know. I know you're saying, and I like when when he first got put on Rodney. I was like, ah, I was kind of like questioning that. But then I learned, like, remember his time at Fresno State. Remember his time at UTEP very much. And I know, like, he has had success as a head coach in D1, to, especially just to be a head coach. That doesn't worry me. And like you said, the adversity, I very much value that adversity. When okay. you go, when a team goes through something that was a month ago, two months ago, and you stay the stay the course, or get better, or you dip and then get better. And you come back to where you are by the time you need to, which is now. I think you're like because every run is not going to be perfect. If you win a national title, yeah. go to the final four. Every game can't be perfect. You're going to miss shots. You're going to be down. Like things are going to happen. So I think it brings the team together. Colgate's really good. I just don't like Texas yeah. plays really hard, really physical when they need to be, and like their defense has been improving, improving, improving. I don't see. I don't see a world where I like Colgate too, but I don't see where where Texas loses. And Texas, yeah. they fit the resume of like multiple ball handlers, yeah. strong guard play, like Marcus Carr, Tyrese Hunter, Serge Jabari Rice. Like they've different. got different guys. I I really do like it. And 
it's you're right, Paul. The one thing I just want to point out is super random. I don't factor it all in the game. I just don't <laughs> know how this is possible that Colgate is number one in three point percentage in the entire country. They are number two in two point percentage, or sorry, number seven in two point percentage. They shoot fifty seven point one percent as a team. They are 335th in free throw shooting throw? percentage as a team. Uh, they shoot 65.9% as a team, good for it's 335th in the entire country. How and is that no, possible? It makes I know no sense. Possible. How, you can be so good offensively, and then when you just take them off and put them on the line, they can't carry that over. It's the most alarming. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't going to pick Colgate, even though I do like yeah. their offense. But my goodness, I don't understand how that's happened. That's crazy. I'll add one thing about Texas, by the way. That is actually, that's crazy. Um, about Texas is before the Big 12 tournament, before the conference tournaments, and before Jalen Clark's injury, I had pegged UCLA and Texas as my two favorite teams. I never picked the overall one seed or like Houston or Bam. Like, I just end up never doing it. My, my brain never lets me. My heart never lets me. Yeah. Texas and UCLA are my teams. Now UCLA's got these injuries. Texas is like, they can definitely win the national title. I don't, like, we're talking about like Sweet yep. Team, Final Four. 100%. They have every possible thing to win a national title. They just have a really tough path. That's all. Yeah. But you got to be like, at some point, you got to beat Penn State or AM to get like, half everybody. To game, everybody's so. got to win six, man. Just go yeah. win them, right? Like it is what it is. Um, all right. Let's go to the East. Uh, Purdue. We're all good there, correct? Yeah. Cool. I got Memphis and I've never not had Memphis. And I know everybody's high on F- FAU. I just not as high. I just think Memphis is going to win. I've gone back and forth. I've gone back and forth a lot. FAU, I think, is they're both good matchups for Purdue. FAU is a slightly better matchup because they have Vlad, who's like seven one. He's a monster, but they have no depth behind him, which I think could be a problem. Memphis is so good. They're uh, they've been underrated for way too long. They're top, they're top twenty in strength of record. They should be a seven seed, and then I would yeah. take them to the final four. I still might as an eight. Um, I'll take Memphis too, though. I like it. This was really really hard for me to pick. I think I probably dove in the metrics a little bit too much, but. Memphis gives up a ton of threes, similar to what we talked about with Penn State and Texas A&M. They give up a ton of threes. FAU shoots a ton of threes. They are they're th- almost identical. We talked about with Texas A&M. Memphis is 333rd in three-point attempt to field goal attempt ratio defense, so they give up a ton. And they're also 322nd in offensive rebounding percentage from the defensive side. So they, they give up a ton of threes, and they also give up a ton of second chances. That I think FAU is going to have shit, plenty of chances. Man. Shoot what are you doing ton, to me? Shoot a ton. Yeah, of I just said I just have to take Memphis to the final four. What the hell? And I know I I I I'm I'm just putting the numbers out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, what was the uh? What, Kendrick Parkins like? I'm just stating. It's just I'm stating the facts. I'm not <laughs> just stating the facts. We're just but and fifty fifty six point eight percent of Memphis's points came from two, which is twenty eighth in the country. FAU's two-point defense, eleventh in the country at forty-four point eight percent. So that's the like that I like Memphis a lot too. I watched a bunch. I watched both of their Houston the games against Houston. They're a really good team, but the metrics are swaying me on FAU. And and I also think that um, I think that they're going to get this. Probably going to be the last time for uh, the last run at least for them with with Dusty May. I think Dusty May is potentially going to get another big time job as well. And this yeah. get a win look good potentially well against Purdue as well It'd be a showcase game. And he, he ends up moving on as well. But I, I, I think it's probably 50, 50. I'm just leaning into the numbers here. All right, let's get to my boys. Uh, I'm picking Duke. That's the short story of it. I think they are peaking at the right time, obviously winning the ACC tournament. 
Um, they're nine and one in their last 10 Oral Roberts is 10 and zero in their last 10. So both of these teams are playing really, really well. I just don't mean Ian. We're talking about this earlier, even though Max, if it's Abrams, right? Abe Smith. Abe Smith. Yeah. 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 I was there. I, yeah, I mess up his name every time, even though he's a stud. It's like, if he goes out and gets 25, I still have no clue how they're guarding lively Filipowski, even though they got a big dude. Like, I just don't know how they're guarding those two. I think Duke's offensive rebounding is going to be the key. And also Duke's defense has been their bread and butter all year. So it's like, I I think they're, again, what did you guys both answer? What would you rather have, a better defense or a better offense? It's like, I take Duke's defense here, um, even though they got an absolute stud of a score. Everyone everyone loves Will Roberts. Everyone loves Duke right now. So people are going to go crazy. It's going to be fun to watch. I think Duke wins pretty handily i like of course i want to pick duke to lose like i literally hate duke but i can't they the defense thing when you have two teams like one they're both really high in like uh net rating or efficiencies overall and one plays a really slower pace and more defensive one plays a higher pace more offensive i tend to go with the team on the slower pace because they're both doing really good but they're going to control the game and crunch the game down for the offensive team and i think that's going to be the case Um, i also don't think their team is very good on roberts it's 10 times better than it was two years ago when they made the run Connor Vanover is that is the big dude. Like he's good, but he couldn't stick at Arkansas at all. And like he's good, but he's not great. Um, there's got there's got to be seven seven five two twenty eight. I think he's listed at seven five two twenty seven. Yeah, I think Duke wins handily. Is my pretty like by ten plus. There's got to be something to be said, even though Oral Roberts is thirty and four and eighteen and zero in conference. They played Houston, I believe, or was it Bama, and they lost by like forty. They got their ass kicked. St. Mary's busted them open a new one too. Just defense. Okay. So it's like, you know, those are two tournament teams that they play and they got murdered. So that's like the only thing that's when I first saw Oral Roberts drop on Sunday, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. This (laughs) feels like Lehigh and Mercer all over again. And uh, then I started digging a little bit. I think we're good. I think we're their starting five is six, one, six foot, six, five, six, five, and then seven, five. They're the Paul Miller system covers up for it pretty well, but because like they like they played against like North Dakota State, South Dakota State, we have like Zeke Mayo, Grant Nelson, like they played them pretty well. Um, but yeah, those those losses are terrible. Holy crap. I just don't know how I don't I don't if I don't know how you stop Filipowski. I don't think that and I don't know if Vanover is mobile enough to be able like Filipowski when like Virginia was just fronting and defend like and denying him. They're like, all right, fine. Like, we'll take him out and like put him at the elbow or even put him at the top of the key and just like let him get downhill and create. I think that Filipowski's playing at such a high level right now that um that's that's the biggest differentiator for me. Rooting for Oral Roberts, though. Go Eagles. You bastard. Um, all right, let's do Tennessee versus the Raging Cajuns. I have gone back and forth on this. I'm not a Tennessee fan. They're four and six in their last 10. Uh I just don't love them. And another one, um, well, actually, I'll stop there. What do you What do you guys think? I'm not high on Tennessee. No, I don't think anyone is, but they got a relatively – Louisiana is good, but, like, they got a, probably the easiest 13, right? Probably. Yeah. I know their Iowa defense is, is, I mean, elite, if it's not the number one in the country. Oh, they got the easiest 13, though, 100%, I just realized. Yeah. It, it's one where, like, I, I don't like Tennessee either. I'm going to have them losing the next round. Yeah. If you had swapped Louisiana with and and no disrespect to Louisiana, they had they're 26 and 7. They're a really good team. 
if you had swapped in maybe one of the other um, Marshall, Mar even Marshall, James Madison, South Alabama, oh. like a lot of those Sun Belt teams that I think could just get a spark. Like I'm just not as in love with Louisiana as I am with with some of those other Sun Belt teams. So I'm gonna go with with Tennessee, but. Shoot, man, I would have loved to have seen a Marshall Tennessee match. They can, they can do some incredible. damage, Louisiana. Well, yeah, Marshall would have torched them, I feel like. But Louisiana, Jordan Brown is their go to guy. He's he probably averaged like 20 and 10, close to it. He's a baller. Uh, and then their inside out guy, like the outside guys, shoot relatively well from what I remember the backcourt. Um, and they can yeah. play inside patiently and kick and get their open shots. It could be, it could win, but like, I don't think either team wins more than the game. So. Yeah. And you thought you said about we talked to the last one, Oral Roberts can spoke. Louisiana lost to Texas 100 to 72 in December. It's one of those things where it's like that was their one game against a high major team. They didn't play any other power five teams the rest of the year. And it's one of those, I feel like that almost it just sticks in the back of your head. Like if, if they had played really well and you have that confidence, Hey, we can play with these guys. Right. The one time they did go up against the big boys, they got smoked and gave up a hundo. So um, I, I'm just going to go with Tennessee and, and Rick Barnes there. Okay, let's go Kentucky Providence. Oh, I know I'm gonna get texts about this. I'm gonna go Kentucky. Um, not that the not that I look at the net for anything, but Kentucky 26, Providence 56, record versus top 25, UK two and four, Providence three and five, UK uh kills the strength of schedule, 25th versus 91st. Like, and just not for nothing, but like Providence is four at six in the last 10, not playing well at all. Their defense has like disappeared. But if you're into narratives, yeah, yeah. Bryce Hopkins, Coach Cal last year gets smoked by St. Peter's. Is that still in their head? Does Bryce Hopkins come out and want to score 50? I don't know. I don't know. I just think Kentucky's just flat out better from like one through seven. I'm, I'm only picking Kentucky because I don't think they can go another year with losing in the first round. Like I, I just, <laughs> I, it, it has to end at some point. And so I'm just saying, all right, you know what? Um, I, I would be very surprised. I am going to be in the building. I'm going to go to the games in Greensboro Ooh, uh, nice. Friday. So looking forward to this one. I believe it's the – I think it might be a primetime game as well. Um, it Probably. Is a Kentucky. 7-10 CBS game. So it is the marquee game of the night um, on CBS, 7 o'clock. I I'm really only going Kentucky just because of uh, – I, I think at some point they've got to get a win. I'm going Kentucky also. I don't have much to say on it, but I'm going Kentucky. Cool. Um, Kansas State, Montana. I am going Kansas State. Montana State. Yeah. I don't know much about Montana State. And I haven't yeah, I don't even ask. Them, so just... this, is, this is the first one where like anyone's like, oh, what do you think here? I go, I haven't seen one minute of Montana State play, and I have nothing to say about them. I usually watch I watch every conference tournament. I watch them. I remember watching them for like a little while, but I don't know enough to say to not to pick them, so I'm going Kansas State. Here, here's okay. This solidified why I'm going Kansas State. Montana <laughs> State last year was a 14 seed and played Texas Tech, and they lost 97 to 62. So you get 35 piece. I'm not picking you to win by or, Texas Tech. Yeah, not we're not we're not doing that. So um, Jerome Tang gets his first tournament win at Kansas State in my book. Okay, uh, Michigan State USC. Um, even though Michigan State's had a pretty Average year, it's Izzo, it's March, it's all the things that we say every single year. And I also just don't really think the Pac-12 is all that good. USC solid, Boogie Ellis, all that, I get it, but I think Michigan State. They're also playing a home game. They're playing in Columbus, and USC is traveling from L.A. It's 2,000 miles. Like, it's – yeah, I got I got Spartans. Yeah, I think um, 
I, I like I like USC. Um, if it was another maybe seven ten, I might have them. I don't know why, but I just absolutely love Michigan State. Every time I keep going back to it, a if they win, it sets up the Joey Hauser revenge game of Michigan yeah. State and Marquette. Michigan State's got three guys shooting over forty percent from three. Um, they're fourth in the country in three point percentage. AJ Hoggard is like you've got guard play, you've got guys that can space it, you've got Izzo. I'm going Michigan State. Um, and I'm even going Michigan State over Marquette as well. Yeah, same. Woo! Okay. Uh, well, that, that that makes our last one easy. Marquette over Vermont. Okay, let's go. Let's do the last one, and then we'll get to Final Four and Champions, and then we'll get to all of the my favorite parts of all the wonky, random, weird stats, analytics of like who you can, who you should be picking. Um, all right, in the West, uh, Kansas over Howard, correct? Of course. Great. Um, Arkansas or Illinois? I have Arkansas. Everyone's gonna go Arkansas because the talent. Illinois is good though. I, don't know. I know. Yeah. So what? I mean, is anyone? Yeah. Me? I win Illinois. I think Terrence Shannon can take a game over. I think Coleman Hawkins is really good defensively. Like Zach Eady gave Coleman Hawkins a ton of praise. It's like one of the hardest matchups he's had this year. Uh, Matthew Myers really good defensively. He's been there in the in the in the tournament before. Um, I like Arkansas, but like, I feel like we've been waiting for Arkansas to put it together all year. And they haven't. Same with Illinois in some respect. Um, so I'm going to go with with Underwood on this one. It's weird. They're both super inexperienced. Illinois is like, you think they're experienced, but it's all transfers. They're all there. Yeah. They have the most like new to team roster. If you look at it, I don't know how, how to phrase that stat. Um, Arkansas yeah. is a bunch of, is a lot of freshmen Minute, transfers also. Ken Palm phrases minutes continuity from last year and they're 342nd in the country. Exactly. They're so complete like, overall. They're, yeah. So. They're right there with Duke. I remember you rattled that stat off like two months ago, Ian. I was like, geez. Right, but Duke's used to used to doing that, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. True. Exactly. But I don't know. I have a coin flip, but I'll take Kansas out of it anyway. It is so. a coin flip. They both suck from three uh three point. They both are bad free throw shooting teams. It's not great. Yeah, no know. threes are going in. Brick, 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 brick. Okay, St. Mary's VCU. I have VCU. Any that just I don't know. I feel I like I picked this one strictly off travel. St. Mary's going to Albany. That's tough. That's that, that's, that's criminal. And VCU is going to be tough defensively. Like they're going to just be grind out. They won nine straight. A is not as good as it has been, but that was for me. It was. Um, it's. I'm surprised. I mean, Ken Palm loves St. Mary's. They're 11th in Ken Palm, yeah, they and they have a six point lead. But I, I think I, I don't want to put too much stock into that. Um, I'm, I'm going VCU. It's going to be like 46 to 42, and VCU is going to win. Yep. All right, UConn, Iona. Here's another one. Danny Hurley never been to a Sweet 16. Heard that today, and I was like, yes. Yeah. Isn't that kind of shocking? That's wild. A bit. It's a so tough I mean, match. This was one that I, like you said, Paul, you're like, I don't want to see it. Like, that, if I was a UConn fan, I would not want to see Iona. No. And Rick, like, it's a tough. I do think UConn wins. But, man, like, that's a tough, tough, tough matchup to start for. for the stadium is going to be packed in Albany. Yeah. Both They're both. They're both within 150 miles. I, I learned today. So, how many points does Patino give you on the spread? If the spread's like minus nine, UConn, Patino's got to give you four. I'll just say two and a half, but yeah. All right, all right, fair. But they, for no he, for no they, reason. They, yeah, he's giving you. He's he's on the refs. He's getting some free. He's giving you some. He's giving you some. Yeah. You yeah. all going UConn? I'm going UConn. Only like the last the only stat I had on that Iona's offense. 
Um, 55.3% of their points come from, from two and there's the 50th, uh, 50th in the country in terms of that distribution. I just think they're going to have a much harder. You're not seeing Sonogo and the trees that Connecticut has yeah. in, in the, in the MMAC. So I just think that the, the defensive presence that UConn can, can bring, um, is going to alter a lot of the shots that I think Iona is probably used to getting. Um, but mm-hmm. Iona's got a good defense themselves. I mean, they are, they're really, really solid. I think they're eighth in three point shooting defense. So, um, it'll be a good matchup. I'm going UConn over, over on this one. TCU versus the play-in. I got TCU regardless. What yeah, did what did, well. what did Clark call him? The frog, the frog horn. Yeah, he called him the uh, the frog horns. <laughs> Love it, little, little my instrument. Uh, if Nevada wins, I'll probably go Nevada, but otherwise, I'll go TCU. God, you're high on Nevada. Heidi Lampkin hit the transfer portal today. Very they, hot. Will Baker is going to terrorize the pain if they play. If Nevada can just prove like the San Jose State loss is just like a, a flop, then like we just be ASU. If it's like a pretty convincing win, then like great, I'm good. They're going to win a game because they're better than the 11 seed. So. Okay. Good enough for me. Your favorite team, Paul. Uh, Zags. Listen, it's always yeah, the Zags and Purdue get me every year and I'm I'm doing it again. Oh, uh, stop picking Purdue. When are you gonna learn? Holy I, crap. I don't know. I, I I'm I'm not. I haven't I said it la- I said it like I said it the Carson Edwards year when they lost in the Elite Eight to the Diakite. Obviously, y'all know yep. that. Ian is that. Um I said that Purdue, because they lost this game, will never go to the final four in my lifetime ever. And I said it this year. I said it this morning. I'll say it. I'll say it again. They're not. They're never going to the final four. Literally ever. Well, I don't have them going to the final four, but I have them going a little bit further. Um, all right. So we all have Gonzaga. Great. Uh, yeah. Boise. Anybody? I'm going Boise. I have Boise winning it. Hey. Okay. We're just not a fan of Chris Collins. What are we doing? I mean, it's another one. It's a. It's a seven ten where I think Vegas has Boise favored. Ken Palm has it as I think um Boise 64 63 um I know Northwestern's defense is good but Northwestern's offensive yeah. metrics are just really poor 320th in effective field goal percentage like they they, they do, do a good job yeah. of taking care of the ball they don't turn over but like Boise's not a defense that's predicated on just turning guys over they're gonna play like just good solid defense and, and I think that Northwestern is going to just struggle to score. Someone said, I think it was Jay Bill, and he wrote a whole thing. It said, like, you got defense versus defense and offense. Which one are you taking? And I was exactly. like, got, got me convinced. Summer. Okay, good to go for me. Yep. Got me convinced. Um, this is another weird one. People are, like, chirping about UNC Asheville. What do you – come on. I man. love Asheville. Terrible yeah. draw. They're going to lose by a lot. Drew Pember's a stud, but I just love UCLA so this, much. This is I an awful UCLA. draw. They need they need to play against Arizona where they can match up Pember with Tubelis a little bit and then just have awesome. a completely free flowing game. And they got UCLA, who's the exact opposite. And the game's gonna be very tight. They're not gonna get the threes that they have been hitting all year. They might keep it close, whatever it is, the spread, 16, some BS, but UCLA is gonna win, sadly. Do want to give a well, shout out to Mike Morell at UNC Asheville. Everyone talks about um Abdurahim at Kennesaw State turning them around. UNC Asheville they've had good history in the past. They were good when he took them over. He went four and 20 in 2019. They went four and 27. They're yeah. 27 and seven now. So like big turnaround for them. It is just, it's just a tough draw. You're going against one of the most experienced teams in the country and um, in, in, in UCLA. And it's, like I said, if it was Arizona, I, I might think twice about it, but I, I don't, I don't think they're that UCLA is going to. Um, I, I would have taken it by the way, if it was Arizona, I said it before the, if it was Arizona, Purdue, and like someone else, I paid and Marquette. I was like taking Asheville, but I'm not going to. 
Um, all right. We, I mean, Ian and I are going to, we'll go through like our entire brackets and send them out and stuff. But for the sake of time, let's skip <laughs> to the South and just hit me with who's winning the Elite Eight to go to the Final Four. I have Bama right now. Bama over who? I have no clue. All right, I got Bam. I got Bama. I have Arizona over Bama. People are calling me crazy. I'm riding the Arizona train. Ian, what do you got? I have like my my head is saying Alabama over Creighton. Um, in my like, and, I, and I'm a, I hate. I'm not like a. Uh, I'm not a multiple bracket person by any means, but I took one where I'm just like, I'm just. What do I wish would kind of happen? And I set up a scenario where Virginia would beat Maryland an old rivalry. They'd beat Utah state and get redemption over oh, Ryan. God, what is and this? Then they'd play Michigan state and get redemption of the two tournament losses to Izzo and, and make all the way. I'm, I'm just throwing that out in the universe and see what, what maybe comes of it. But my head and my pick is going to be Alabama over Creighton. Good luck with that. Shout yeah. Mark Sears though. Former Bobby. <laughs> Alabama over Creighton. All right, let's go down to the East. Who do you have in the elite eight? Ryan. The East is bottom left. Ugh, I don't know. Uh, this Purdue is Marquette. See, there, I see no national title contenders, but I see nine Final Four potential teams. So I'll go as of right now, Memphis over Michigan State. Ooh. Wait, wait, wait. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah eight right. seven, wow, yeah. Memphis over Michigan State. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Ian, what do you got? I got Michigan State over Duke in the Garden. Oh my God. Ah. It's, the way it lines up, like evil. it could, it could be Purdue, Duke, Kentucky, Michigan State in the Sweet Sixteen. They knew, what they, they knew what they were doing. Yeah, they knew what they were doing. I may, I may. We thought this a few years ago though, and it was an MSG, and it turned out to be like, I think South yeah. Carolina came out of it. It yeah. was like the ugly group that everyone thought it was going to be like Villanova, Duke, Virginia, and, and it, it wasn't. So, uh, but I got well, Michigan if you, State. Yeah. If you if you fly up, let me know. I'll, I'll be there. So. All right. Done deal. Um, all right, let's go top right, Midwest. I have Houston over Texas A&M. I have Houston I have over Texas. Houston over Texas. I have Texas over either Houston. I said at Auburn, though. Texas over probably Miami. Hmm. Love it. Um, all right, let's go to the West. I have UConn <laughs> over Gonzaga. I'm a UCLA over UConn. I have Gonzaga mm. over Kansas. Ooh, we're out of it. Okay. I like okay. it. Okay. So my final four, Houston, UConn, Arizona, Marquette. I have Houston beating Arizona. Houston over Arizona is your final. That's my I final. Have, I'm I'm going um I'm going Houston over Alabama. Ooh, okay. My final four was Bama, Memphis. Yikes. Bama, Memphis. Um who else did I say? Texas and Gonzaga. I have Texas over Alabama. Ooh, I like it. Good Texas action. I just want to put an asterisk that I really, if you had, and I have a future on them, I really, really wanted to pick UCLA to win it. Same. I just have such a hard time like getting past the injury. Um, I love Gonzaga's I, path. Love it. I, I love, and, and I like Gonzaga as well. I mean, it's a, but, um, yeah, it'll here we are. Ian, what was the future from? Uh 13 to 1. I took them right when they were let's see, what game was that? It was when they were playing it was when they were Colorado. So it was like towards the end of February. It wasn't oh, incredible wow. value. Yeah, but, but still a while back. 
but it was Not yeah like it was end of end of february i took him at 13 to 1 so it was pre-injury i don't know what they are now but um i just felt like it was uh i think it's similar value actually yeah well we'll see i'm gonna ride it out and that's and honestly like i if if i didn't have that i might still even just go on a limb and have them them win in my bracket, but yeah. um, I, I'm not ready to be pot committed to to the Bruins. I might swap mine to UCLA over Gonzaga to the Final Four, but we'll see. All right, let's wrap up with all of the weird stats. Uh, we have a couple here, but Ryan, I know you. There's like two that you have always talked about. I'll let you share that one. I believe it's the one since '02. It's the top forty, top whatever it is in defense. Um, I got a wonky one to start. No team has ever lost the first game in their conference tournament and gone on to win the national championship. Now, I do not have – I did not do enough homework to see, like, okay, where does that actually play? I'll tweet that out later. But that's a weird one. And that goes to Ian's point. Ryan, quick point, quick question. Would you rather your team, Maryland, win the AC, oh, ACC – Jesus, win the Big Ten tournament – or lose in the second round, where do you feel better headed into the NCAA tournament? And, yeah, that's it. That's the question. Put me on a hot streak if, like, uh, if I'm – especially if I'm not a top-ranked team, put me on a hot streak. I don't want to, like, want to win every game. And, like, it sounds cliche, but, like, I'd just rather win the games than lose, especially teams, like, that lose first game in the conference tournament. Like you said, like Baylor, who else lost first game? K-State, um, Auburn, like – They've had more days to like rest, but everyone has rest time. They have mm-hmm. more days of not playing and they're off a loss and they didn't even win a conference tournament game in the neutral site. So I'm like, shit. So, yep, I agree. Um, I thought this was kind nah, it, it was not necessarily shocking, but since 2004, the overall number one has only won the tourney three times. Is that shocking? No. Yeah. So many teams. That's why. Yeah. Um, all right, Ryan, rap, hit us hit us with the top top offense, top defense stat. The one that you were always talking about. Uh so it's top 40, 22 in Ken Palma offense defense by the end of the tournament. Via the TikTok comments re- re- request, I went in and looked at before the tournament because people want to know before, right? Yep. It was 57-37, which is a wide range you'd expect, but it's only like 15 teams. And then 95% of them, everyone except for 14 UConn, was top 21 in offense, 37 defense. And that brings it down um, only to a few teams. I think it was five. It's UConn. Hold on. I'm sorry. Purdue, UConn. Purdue, UConn, Alabama, Houston, and Texas. And from there, you can eliminate Purdue off. Like, I have other stats of, like, no top two seed that started the season unranked has ever made the Final Four. Purdue and Marquette. Purdue, so I take them out. That's four, right? You have, uh, but also UCLA is like very close on the metrics, and so is Kansas. So I still give them like, it's not one hundred percent; it's ninety five. So I still give them like in there. Um, but who that leave? Texas, UConn, Alabama, Houston, UCLA. So, damn. Wait, someone else what, was the, what was the one that top two seed never made the final four? Say no that top one. two seed that started this season unranked has ever even made the final four. And people ask how often it's happened. I don't know. I saw it last year. I don't remember where, and I know it's true. And Arizona last year, unranked one seed sweet 16, they lost. Mm. The big one I love here is since 2010 has not been a team inside the top 40 in tempo to win the championship. 
And that's crazy. It's crazy. It, in that, if anything, like that's Who's- the two right now. If you look at like contenders, Alabama's fourth in tempo, Arizona's ninth. Gonzaga's right on the fringe at 44th. Yeah. Who was the second um, one you said? Uh, Arizona. Lovely. Arizona's they, their, de- their defense is not good enough, though. And their defense title. is 41st. Yeah, they're fourth. But, yeah, if you were just to eliminate teams by tempo alone, you'd ax Alabama, you'd ax Arizona, and Gonzaga would be on the fringe. Um, but it, it no, is, you, it's Ian, pretty crazy. Ian, you got to read the the AP poll one. This, this one, is the weirdest. And I don't, I what, don't know how six? you can even put any yeah, credence. the week six. Yeah, I don't stupid. know how you can put any credence in this, but it is the I'll tell you what stat. it is. But I'll tell you why. Go ahead. 100% of national champions since 2004 have been in the top 12 in the week six AP poll, which you, this year was Purdue, Virginia, yeah. UConn, Alabama, Houston, Tennessee, Texas, Kansas, Arizona, Arkansas, Baylor, Duke. Pick your choice. Baylor's going to the finals. Okay. Um, I'll tell you why. Someone asked me, like, why would you even, like, care about that? One, because it's fun. And two, because that is right after Maui Invitational, PK85, all those huge tournaments that mm-hmm. everybody plays. And so UConn and Purdue torched everybody. That's why UConn is still in in this big group. of. of that's why they're – but also, like, people are like, oh, like, it doesn't matter so long ago. But that's when they play the best teams, and that's why they're ranked so high in Ken Palm and Annette and et cetera. And that's why UConn as a four seed is still a title contender because they obviously have been so good and they can be that good. Um, but like, it's all those tournaments that like bring it up. That's why. Yeah. But it's still, it's still kind of bullshit. Cause like you could be a completely different team in two months. So I do, I do agree with that. Um, all right, man. Any last parting words? We appreciate you coming on any last tidbits advice. Um, and then also where are you going to be? You're going to be in New York. So one, we fill out a bracket. Don't stress out. Everyone's like, who you, I need to see your bracket. This my bracket sucks every year. Don't listen to me. <laughs> I watch so much ball. I know nothing clearly. Um, don't so people like are like I hate when people get upset about that. Don't worry about it. You get and the Cinderella stuff like whatever. Um, I'm actually going to be in Houston on Thursday, Wednesday to Friday, nice. and then I'll come back Friday morning. I'll be here for the Sweet Sixteen Elite Eight. I'll be back home and then go to New York. It's like an hour and a half away, and then I'll be back in Houston for the Final Four. Love it. Not bad. Absolutely. You guys, are you got y'all in the Carolina in the Carolina? I'm going. I'm Carolina. Paul. I, Paul's in Columbus. So you. That's right. I mean, I Paul. I'm going to Greensboro Friday. Right. Um, and then fingers crossed, I'll be heading to JPJ South, also known as the KFC Yum Center in Louisville, where Virginia holds a nine and two all time record, and the one of the greatest moments in NCAA tournament history. So just get us to Louisville. If so, like I'll go Greensboro, I'll go Louisville for the second weekend, uh, and then we'll most likely be in Houston for the final four as well. But um, yeah, it'll. Uh, I'm just ready to to get things rolling. I will say one thing you mentioned about the KCM Center. One last thing: Auburn, since hiring Bruce Pearl, is four and zero when playing in the city of Birmingham. And I hate Bruce Pearl, and I hate those Auburn fans so much. But since I, 2014, I think it is. They played like UAB twice. They played St. Louis in like a tournament or something, and then someone else. It's like okay, it's was. wild that they put them there, but like Duke, they didn't give Duke Greensboro, they didn't even give Virginia Greensboro. It was up to Houston. NC State, up, like Houston it's, chose it. Houston basically said that's that. There's nowhere else to go for them. That there's yeah. no subregion near Texas, which is actually crazy. Oh, the Final Four is there. It takes so much to get to the Final Four. Put a subregion over there. Put an OKC or something. Yeah. Whatever. Maybe, totally. Maybe.
no doubt. All right, brother. We appreciate you, man. Enjoy the week. Not uh, There's really not a better time to be a basketball fan over the next two weeks. Have a bunch of green beer on Friday, and uh, we'll have you on again around uh, NBA draft time. Tell us uh, who we're not going to pick in the spots as always. I appreciate y'all for having me on as always. Lately, I've been feeling like this is what I've been working towards. If you ain't trying to be the boss, and tell me what you're working for. Certain doors are closed, but now they opening up. Celebrating with some shots, maybe poke on a cup. Pulls, lust, rust, souls up next, and I got this. Crazy like Britney and the love so toxic. Got a wall up, I'm trying to infiltrate a conscious. Taking 12 shots like where the cops is. Come on.